Life Audio. (laughs) This week, we're going to talk about marijuana. Uh, We're going to talk about it from a biblical perspective. We're going to talk about it from a recovery perspective. Yeah. Um, And not from just what we've seen on TV and Just Say No and uh, 1980s, you know, DARE, Drug Awareness Resistant, whatever. We're talking about it from biblical, from recovery, but also I've smoked boatloads of weed. Right. Have you and you have likewise to. same thing. I smoked weed for I don't know fifteen years. Or and something. Jorian, you have too. Yeah. Yes. So <clears throat> we're going to speak of it. Speak, speak about it from a um, I guess a intentional um, firsthand perspective, but also uh, what it means in our recovery and what it means biblically. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Yeah, welcome back, Life After Addiction. Man, last week, we had a reaction video to NF's song, Hope. And man, there's a lot of people that enjoyed that. We gained some traction, dude. Yeah. We gained some subscribers. We gained some subscribers, a lot of likes, a lot uh, of engagement. So I guess you guys want us to do that, and I think we will. We'll probably we're gonna uh, probably do one next week uh, on a guy that uh, I think is is pretty good Christian uh, rapper as well. Uh, but then NF is coming out with a, an album. Hope was just the beginning, of first first track of an album. So we might. He's got hardcore fans, too, dude. Oh, yeah. He's got some hardcore fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of y'all, yeah, a lot of y'all let us know what the lyrics were saying. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. I had fun doing it. Yeah, it was was cool. It was was different, but it was was good. I enjoyed it, too. And seeing the reactions and the comments and the engagement, uh, yeah, we should definitely do something again. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I, I just I think today's episode you're going to really, really want to dive into as well, and it's going to be something that a lot of people are going to listen to. But first, I have a challenge for us. All right. So you've seen on Joe Rogan, uh, the weightlifters, the powerlifters, they do these smelling salts. Have you seen that? Yes, I've seen several of those videos. <laughs> and it looks miserable? It looks horrible. Well, there, there's an alumni, Robert J. or Bobby P. Um, we do a weekly uh, Bible study on Discord, and... He's been working out. Okay. <laughs> when he came in years ago, he was like 126. And he's up. He's looking, He's looking. you know, you could tell he's working out. But he saw this on Joe Rogan, and he got some of the smelling salts because I guess he thinks it's going to help him work out, the old boy. Uh, and so I, he was telling me that. I was like, no, you didn't. And he showed it to me. I was like, all right, bro, you're going to do it. And so he did it. I wanted you to go watch this video. All right, let me funny. see it. <laughs> and you guys can watch along with us. <laughs> oh, oh boy. I'm gonna mute it. Just so it doesn't mess just so it doesn't mess with the audio. Is it going? Yeah. <coughs> oh yeah, see that's most people's reaction. And that's <coughs> pathway. Oh yeah. Oh, he's coughing, dude. He's coughing up a storm. See, does this make you want to throw up? I don't know. I've never done it. But I laugh so hard. I'm in the earphones laughing so hard that he sent me some in the mail and said that we got to do it for the pot. So you're oh, up. You're up first. Gosh, dude. <laughs> Jory, and you're, you're doing it too. Will you hand me that water? I got to add a little bit of water to it. 
Um, All right, so how close am I supposed to get? I'm not. I'm not going nose deep, dude. I'm not going nose, nose in. No chance am I putting my nose into this. It, it says six inches. Do you have to close it and then shake it up? And yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. Here you go. I've never done this. I've never done this. And this brand is Bro, called. Bro, this is not a good idea. This Ward Smelling Salts Bottled Insanity. Uh, and I guess the reason that weightlifters do it is because uh, it, it opens up your nostrils and you get a lot of oxygen to your blood. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm I feel nauseous right now, dude. That's when you should do it. It says for nausea. My hand. My hands are sweating. <laughs> no, six inches. The bottle says stay six inches from the top. Gosh, this is not a good idea. All right. Oh, did it sizzle? <laughs> Look at George. Look at George's face. Oh. My gosh. Bro, I can't even describe that. Oh my gosh. Bro, it's like artillery shells just exploding. <laughs> I actually feel kind of good right now, dude. I ain't doing like it. my, I'm not doing it, bro. That is Hold on, gnarly. I'll throw it over to you. All right, let's do it. Hold on. Do you need to put more water no, and then one shake water it? Water lasts for a minute. Trust me. Are you sure? Yes, dude. You want to try it? And make sure. Bro, that was gnarly. Was it bad? Oh my! It's not the smell. It's oh, like I smell it from here. It's not that. It's the reaction that happens oh. when you inhale. What does it do? It's like you're drowning in water or something like chlorine. It's I can't describe it. Go for it. I smell it from here, man. But it's not the smell that's bad. It's like it's the explosion that happens in your oh. sinus pathways. You, dude, right when you open it, you got to have it up to your thing, dude. Come on. Smell it you get, you got to get up there. I got up here. Dude. I smell it from here. Oh man! You got to get up there, bro. You got to oh. get up there, dude. <laughs> you didn't even get that close. Look, get close, bro. It's like fireworks in your nose. Yeah, I told you. When it hits you, I can't. I can't describe it. Get out of here. If you've never done oh. smelling salts at home, or oh, listen, why did we do this at the beginning? Go up there, oh. get close. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I told you. It's the reaction that happens oh. like when it. Isn't oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that crazy? Now breathe through your nose. No. Oh, it's like it's like firecrackers. Or I told you, weird. it's a whole thing of artillery shells just exploded Ooh. once. That's how it It's not that, that it's a bad oh. smell; it's the reaction that oh. happens. Oh wow, dude! I feel cleared up. I'm ready to do like a 20 mile run right now, dude. I guess that's why bodybuilders do it. Oh man, I hope the knocked his socks off. He goes. I hope I hope the uh, room uh, doesn't smell like this though. Oh, 
Well, life after addiction. Here we go. I could teach a class after doing a (laughs) smelling salt, dude. Like, And one by one, I watched my dear friends get engaged, get married, start having children. And especially as a woman, I felt like there was a certain timeline that these things needed to happen in my life. Charity Gale shares a personal testimony on The Walk, a podcast for worshipers. Join us weekly to hear songwriters, worship leaders, filmmakers, and other creatives tell their stories in the form of a devotional. The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast platform. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, well... I'm glad we got that challenge out of the way because uh, we just talked about we had a lot. <laughs> oh, both of y'all's faces were great. Um, we had a lot of love from last week's episode. We did. This week's episode will probably lose about 20% of the subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This week we're going to talk about marijuana. Uh, we're going to talk about it from a biblical perspective. We're going to talk about it from a recovery perspective. Yeah. Um, and not from just what we've seen on TV and just say no and uh, 1980s, you know, dare, drug awareness resistant, whatever. We're talking about it from biblical, from recovery, but also I've smoked boatloads of weed, right? Have you? And you have Likewise, to, same thing. I smoked weed for, I don't know, 15 years or and something. And Jorian, you have too? Yes. yes. So <clears throat> we're going to speak of it, speak, speak about it from a, um, I guess, a intentional um, firsthand perspective, but also uh, what it means in our recovery and what it means biblically. And so, yeah, all those, uh, anyone that doesn't like uh, people talking against weed, sorry, we had you on the channel for a week, maybe longer, but this episode, uh, you're welcome to to comment if you'd like. Yeah. So do you want to lead us in or you want me to go? Uh, go ahead, man. I'll, okay. I'll follow your lead. So, so the first and foremost, I guess I'm going to go to God's word, right? God's word is the ultimate authority and um, I'm going to go to first Peter and this is just kind of my go-to, uh, first Peter chapter five, verse six, it says, I'm sorry, verse eight it says, be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And like I said before, I've smoked boatloads of weed and when I smoke weed, I am not sober minded. Um, can I function? Did I smoke and go do things? And just, I mean, I, I was high at every event that I ever did. Yes. Was I sober minded? No. Why is that important? Because the Bible just said that our adversary, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion. Now a roaring lion, and I teach a class about this too, and I've heard this taught. A roaring lion is not a sneaky snake like we commonly think of the devil. Right. The serpent in the garden, right? It's not going to sneak up and ah, bite you. A roaring lion, the imagery there is a lion roaring. And, I mean, uh, a roaring lion you can hear from five miles away. Mm. And so I believe the imagery there is, hey, be alert. The devil's going to try to trip you up, and you know it's coming. You know how he's going to do it. You hear it coming, and when you're not sober-minded, 
you slip into silly, stupid things that you didn't need to. Yeah. Um, you get you get um, tripped up. You get you get bound into things. You're 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 not walking the path. You're not being alert and you're not being sober minded as you march towards the goal, the upper call of Christ. Yeah. Uh, that so that's the biblical. That's what I believe. That's that's what I brought <clears throat> out biblically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like you said, you know, I smoked weed for over a decade. I don't know exactly how long, but I used to be gung ho pro weed. It's from the earth. You know, um, it's not. What are the effects of it? You know, hungry, happy, sleepy. Yeah. Can't be really too bad. Um, but like you said, we're discussing it from a biblical and recovery aspect. And something I noticed once I came to Christ is that the issue that I had with it, obviously the Bible tells us to be sober minded. So therefore in and of itself, I have an issue with it. But what I noticed in my own life when I was trying to justify it is that, man, it's an idol. Like it is 100% an idol. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go to the movies, go to school, go to a concert, go to anything Unless I was high. Yeah. And if I went and I wasn't high, it's like, man, this movie would have been so much better high. Man, going to the grocery store would have been so much better high. Man, doing this would have been so much better high. And you're seeking fulfillment from something outside of God himself. Yeah. And the Bible is very clear about making idols out of things. And God uh, directly tells us not to make idols and covet certain things. Um, and that's what I was doing with marijuana. It yeah. had become an idol in my life and everything revolved around smoking weed when I was going to smoke next, getting the best kind of weed, mixing different weeds and doing all these different things. And yeah. uh, very quickly, man, it was an idol in my life and, and continued to be an idol until I had given it over to the Lord and trusted that God, you can give me something. You can fulfill this God sized hole in me that I'm trying to fill with this cheap substitute. Yeah bootleg cheap substitute and and the reason i approach it with god's word and things like that is because you know i, I don't want to go oh it can make you lazy it does this <laughs> and that because i've known guys uh myself included that that's not the case the guys are very productive when they smoke and stuff like that and they get artistic and they get you know they think that uh so i'm um, most commonly what i hear is and what i've said is i just wanted to feel good to go to this movie i just wanted yeah. to feel good at this and so if you break that down i just wanted to feel good then then pause why are you feeling bad? Let's address that. Why, when you wake up, are you not feeling good? Why are you, why are you empty? You're needing something to fulfill some kind of feeling that you have, as you were saying, and you're chasing a bootleg cheap substitute, and that is idolatry. Yeah. Uh, and it always fails, man. And, and if, if that roaring lion, the adversary, the devil hadn't devoured you yet, it's coming. If you're not alert and sober-minded, which makes me think that you can avoid it, right? That you can avoid this devouring if you're alert and you're sober-minded because you could see it coming. You could see your pride. You could see your, oh, man, that I, I was about to get upset about that. And, and if you're not alert and you're not sober-minded, you might slip into those things, man, and you might get devoured. Your testimony, your, your, your joy, your peace. It's whereas now, just to have any kind of... Um, of a day, you have to go to a plant, you know, you have to go to a substance, you have to go to a chemical mm -hmm. just to be functional. And so I think you should address the root of that. I think you should address, well, what's wrong? Let's start there. Let's start at the baseline of when you wake up in the morning, something's not right unless this. Why? Yeah. Why? And <clears throat> what we don't realize we're seeking within smoking weed is that like, man, we're seeking 
the get the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Like I'm seeking mm. love. I'm seeking joy. I'm seeking peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Like I'm seeking these things from something that can't give me those, mm. you know, and you can temporarily have those attributes, but like to embody those attributes like we can by way of the Holy Spirit, man, I'm trying to manufacture those within a cheap substitute. Now, God can manufacture these naturally and organically through the power of his Holy Spirit in our lives when we come obedient, uh, become obedient to him. And I'm going to go into first uh, Peter. This is chapter one, verse 13 and 14. And it says, therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. And what that's speaking to is sin in general, right? That God calls us to be set apart, to be holy. Um, but specifically, he even says being sober minded. So as much as I tried to justify and rationalize um, certain substances, whether it was alcohol for me or marijuana for me, and these things are legal and I, I do them um, you know what I'm saying? In a respectful, responsible manner, it's like, man, God called me out of that. God yeah. calls us as believers out of those behaviors. Um, and if I'm going to live for Christ, man, I'm going to live according to the way in which he calls me to. And I've got to relinquish control. I've got to let go of things that I know aren't spiritually fruitful and beneficial for my life and be willing to give him these things. And upon surrendering these things such as marijuana and alcohol and drugs, it's like the fulfillment that I was seeking, I couldn't have, have never, ever found in the drugs and substances that I was trying to find it in. And it's so temporal, man. Sin is is fun for a season. Yeah. It's fun momentarily. Yeah. But that goes away very quickly, like the eternal peace and hope and joy that you can have in a relationship with Christ far outweighs any cheap substitute that I could try and fill myself with temporarily. Yeah. And all of that joy that you mentioned is devoured when you're not sober minded and alert. Absolutely. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages, and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app. Yeah, and so we've talked about it biblically. We've talked about it personally. Um, yeah, I mean. I would even go as far to say this This was a joke, right? We were talking about marijuana last time we were in the studio. And obviously we wouldn't do this, right? But for those people who think it's okay biblically or okay in a recovery sense, it's like <clears throat> if we tried to do a podcast and we were high under the influence of marijuana, it would be very evident and obvious that we were inebriated. So for those people who think that, oh, well, if I smoke weed, I'm not high, you would clearly be able to tell like mentally, yeah. physically, emotionally, spiritually, that there is something off about their their 
podcast right now. There's something off about their speech. There's something off. Now, would we be still conscious and aware of things we're doing and saying, yes, but it's not sober minded. Right. Yeah. We're not alert. Yeah. I mean, I think even even um, experientially uh, on this side of things, how many times have you heard a guy come through the program uh, and they were shooting heroin, whatever? Uh, well, that's my issue, but I still plan on, I'm going to go back and I'm going to, you know, yeah. I still can smoke weed. That's not the big yep. issue. And it's just like, man, that's just so brain broke. Yeah. Like you're not thinking you're still numbing. You're still chasing the idol to fix you or to bring you joy or to fix some kind of boredom or fix some kind of pain or yeah. fix some kind of uh, joy that you're li- missing out on. Like that's the issue. It's not about the, the substance. It's about you using the substance as an idol. You're exchanging the glory of God and his promises and what he says to do in those times of struggle. You're exchanging all of those truths from the author and perfecter of our faith, from the one that spoke all things into existence and you're and you're turning it to something that he made as the god the the creation you're trying to make the creator and that that rolls me into the argument oh it's from the earth it's from the earth the god made it well if that's the case then why are you not arguing heroin the same way yeah. god made poppy plants right mm-hmm. like it, it, it's just ridiculous and and it's it's a mind altering substance um and i guess that's the foundational i mean i stand my main argument is the Bible says to be alert and sober-minded, and it gives you a consequence if you're not, and it's a heavy one. It's devouring you. Uh, and I know from experience, I don't care what any of you say, I, I've, and I'm not going to compare it. I don't have to. We kind of were joking back and forth. Man, I smoked more weed than you or whatever before the episode. <laughs> I've smoked boatloads of marijuana. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't care what anyone says. With a sober mind on this side of things, I am not alert and I am not sober-minded when I smoke. Can I do things? Yes. Can I perform? Yes. Can I function? Absolutely. But I am not sober-minded. I'm not alert. I don't care what anyone says. That's the truth. Now you could say, Adam, that's just your experience. Maybe, but that's what I'm offering to you today. Joyan, what's your take on some of this? Yeah. So I, I think that everything you guys are saying is right. I think the verses on being sober-minded and being vigilant it's very clear uh when you smoke marijuana i mean from my experience when i do it i am or when i did it i'm not when i do it when i did marijuana or did when i smoked marijuana i was not alert at all you know it it clouded my mind it clouded my judgment it clouded my memory um not only that, I was fooling myself thinking that it wasn't affecting me spiritually. I mean, it was, it, it, it's a, I think it's an excuse um, for Christians to smoke. I think that it, it's almost like a replacement for the Holy Spirit. And I think that you're trying to fill a void that can only be filled by God. Um, and I think there's enough scripture to say that it is sinful, honestly. Um, if you're just smoking recreationally, um, uh, the word in scripture for sorcery is pharmakia, yeah. and that word, the, the root of that word means drugs. Um, and most definitely when you're smoking marijuana, you are becoming altered by this drug. Your mind is becoming altered, and you may have thoughts that you would not have if you were sober. You know, there, it, it, 
they're you're inebriated and you're vulnerable to the enemy and i think that in that state it can be a a you're a target i think you're a target for the enemy um i think it can introduce deception i know that before i was a christian when i smoked a lot of marijuana a lot of my spiritual a lot of the my spiritual philosophy came when i was high like i was pondering all these theories and philosophies while i was high and so i think i think a lot more can be said but yeah yeah definitely so he brought something up that said recreational. So I do want to I do want to say I haven't put enough thought to it uh, to really formulate a strong opinion. Um, but using I will say this I'm not I'm not shutting down the medicinal use of marijuana. Um, I definitely think if it's something that is, um, I would prefer marijuana to be used as a drug as opposed to the highly addictive narcotic pain medication right um but i mean again i don't want to if you're commenting on that or whatever i just haven't formulated my opinion on that but i I, i'm not against medicinal uses of it um just like i'm not against medicinal uses of of you know any medication i'm not not, i'm not a scientologist right right i'm probably going to get attacked for that saying that um but it's when it becomes uh, an idol, right? And so if, if it could be done in a way that's, um, if it's needed medically uh, over something else, you know, I understand that. Um, yeah, I just want to kind of throw that caveat out there too. Yeah. And I think it's an intimacy thing too. Like whenever we're inebriated or like you said, like our, our minds are just clouded when we're under the influence of marijuana. Our thoughts are clouded. Our emotions can be clouded. Our judgments can be clouded. It's an intimacy issue, you know, um, and I don't remember the exact address in scripture, but it talks about being sober minded for the sake of your prayers. Yeah. And I think that speaks to the intimacy as well. It's like I'm trying to manufacture intimacy in a spiritual sense by doing these substances as opposed to allowing God to naturally draw me closer to him as I seek him um, and really just just building that. Um, intimacy in my relationship organically through his word, through prayer, through fellowship, through confession, through repentance, you know, through worship, um, through the ways in which God calls us to develop that intimacy, not trying to manufacture it within man himself. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to continue to repeat myself. I think I come back to the word of God um, and being alert and sober minded. And I 100 percent agree uh, that it becomes a bootleg, cheap substitute, which is an idol, um, and so that's that's my take on it. I mean, again, not not a philosophical take; it's an experiential take. Right. Uh, I've smoked a lot of weed. I'm am t- telling you, that is my honest opinion. After years and years and years of smoking marijuana, um, that's my honest take uh, on this side of things. Redeemed, the veil being removed. Uh, my closeness with God, his word, my knowledge of his word, um, and knowing the mistakes that, that I've made and knowing the um, just having a sound mind, knowing the conniving ways of our adversary yeah. and my flesh. Yeah. Not just this ain't the devil's fault, right, uh, always, but my flesh is conniving and manipulative as well. And if I'm not alert and sober-minded, dying to that every day, uh, Adam, man, that was a real prideful uh, answer, man. You probably... And repenting of things like that, if I'm not alert and sober-minded, then I think I fall into more of the victim mentality as well. 
And so instead of repenting of pride, it's now his fault. Like, well, how you offended me in a certain way, and I'm going down a rabbit trail, but it's, it's all pertinent. It's, it's all leading to being devoured of my joy, my love, my peace, my patience, my kindness, my goodness, my gentleness, my closeness, like you were saying, intimacy, like you yeah. were saying, um, productivity. Uh, you know, well, I mean, I, I, I don't even want to use that argument because I've seen very productive people on, on marijuana. So it's not it's not only that, but are, what are you productive for? What you know, what are you doing? You're 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 tapping into. And and one of the arguments arguments that I will it's I'm so much more creative when I smoke. I, I, I'm a writer. I'm a songwriter. I'm a painter. I'm an artist. I'm a digital designer, and I tap into that that portion of my mind when I'm high. Well, okay. You, I don't disagree with that. Maybe you are, but have you tried it? Have you tried seeking the Lord and the creativity? I want to remind you, historically, in our world, the greatest art ever created was the capital C Church. Like, the greatest songs and hymns and paintings and structures and buildings came from the church, capital C, came from God. Now, we've moved away from that in the secular world, and honestly, it's kind of trash. Like, like... Like art nowadays, songs nowadays, it's kind of moved away from that. And I think it's time for the church to take it back over with a sober mind, with an alert mind. Um, so, so tap into creativity, uh, seeking the Lord, seeking God. God, what would bring you glory in my design today, in my, my writing today, my graphic design today, my songwriting, whatever, my painting, my sketching. What would bring you glory and seek God in that and watch the juices flow? Watch the juices flow. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I would just say praise God for the spiritual lens we're able to see life through now. Praise God for him calling us to himself. Yeah. Praise God for him revealing himself to us in an undeniable way because the lens I now see this topic through is not one that Ryan ever saw it through before. Yeah. So praise God for sanctification and him continuing to grow me in my relationship with him and um, how I view sin through a biblical lens now um, and not through just this fleshly what benefits me, what I think, what I feel um, opinion sort of thing. It's like, no, if God said it, so be it. Um, but yeah, praise God for the lens we see this through now because it wasn't are doing if yeah. we're honest you know yeah. praise god that he called us to himself and he calls us uh he calls us higher yeah anything else one thing i'll say is that uh there's a myth that it's not addictive and marijuana is very addictive um but there's freedom from that addiction um so yeah i mean if you, i i would say just take what we're saying really think about it really ponder on it pray about it um hey leave leave a comment down below let us know what you think uh if you disagree tell us why and uh we can have a discussion um if you want help you can reach out to us um and yeah that's it's really all i i I can say i just know that marijuana it for me it it robbed me i you know i used to think that because I was one of those people that thought it was helping my creativity. Yeah, yeah. I remember that for when I was maybe 20 or 19 or 20, for a whole summer I, I smoked marijuana. And I thought that it was helping my creativity. I thought it was helping my productivity because I was one of those functional um, stoners. And I was smoking weed and going out, having conversations with people, going to work, doing just living – life but when I stopped I noticed just how much it really robbed for me how much energy it was robbing for me how much 
my creativity actually functions better when I'm not high. Um, I think it's a lie that you're more creative when you're high. I, and I mean, I'm just talking from my personal experience because yeah, I've I've heard people that argue that, but personally, I don't think I don't think that's a enough in it, of an excuse to stay in that because oftentimes we see marijuana leads to more. You know, marijuana for me it led me to start doing psychedelic drugs. Um, so it's a it's a it's a real gateway drug and it's really addictive. And a lot of people they don't even like you were just talking about the guy who did heroin like a lot of people they don't see they don't realize how much of a problem it actually is they they just see it as just a normal part of their life but it's addictive it's it can be harmful in many ways um so yeah i was just pondering everything we're saying yeah yeah and and just to recap you can argue every single point that that we've made about it being harmful and all that fine end of the day what you can't argue is that you're exchanging god's glory and his promises for bootleg substitutes uh, and you're chasing an idol um i will say this as we end if you're still watching this and you're one of the faithful and we're thankful for you we really do we're joking but this is a hot topic and we're, we're not going to run from the truth of god's word uh because we might lose subscribers but we we figured we probably would but if you're one of the faithful if you're one of uh life after addiction supporters share this share the link make sure you're subscribed do that kind of stuff we're trying to get to 300 and i said we're going to give away 200 dollars gift cards after last week man we're getting close now we're, we're getting, getting close, close baby like comment subscribe share please turn on post notifications yeah. all the good stuff baby was uh was marijuana one of your DOCs? DOC is drug of choice for those that might not know. Was marijuana? It was it was hundred percent one of my DOCs until I started doing harder drugs like you know heroin meth. Then I would just get paranoid. So then I didn't like it. It was weird. Ask, I used to be a big stoner until that. Ask me what my DOC is. What's your DOC? All I have is a C, baby, and that's life after addiction. And you better believe it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Studio. For more Christ-centered addiction recovery resources, please visit s2l.net. That's S, the number two, L.net. For more information about S2L's licensed and accredited residential program, please visit s2lrecovery.org. That's S, the number two, lrecovery.org. Dozens of their faith-centered podcasts and their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless. I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.